Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Hello again, welcome to Everyday Revival. Here we are again in the studio uh, doing these uh, recordings and talking about these different aspects of the Christian life. I love the title, Everyday Revival. Just on my way here this morning, just thinking about uh, living the life, the Christian life, and living it well. In other words, I'm not a down Christian. I'm not uh, a depressed Christian. I'm one who's full. And that's what we're going to be actually talking about is the power of joy, or you can say the power of being full as a Christian. Um, we we want to walk in these things, and the reason we do is not just for ourselves, and we're going to talk about the many benefits of staying full and, you know, being joyful, um, but it's not only for us, but it's to give away to other people. Listen, this the time we live in is such a time of fear and of depression, and if you live in in, in this uh, the low level, meaning every day just you know getting up, watching TV, um, listening to the news, you're not gonna really make it because you're gonna be depressed. There's just so many things going on uh, in the world right now, in society, and just are all around us um, that aren't happy things. And so I'm not looking to get my happiness from what's going on in the world or from other people. I know and I see in God's word that I'm going to get my happiness from the inside. In other words, he's happy. He lives on the inside of me. And therefore, I can have joy, uh, not just man-made happiness because I have things. You know, so many people, they, they think the more they can accumulate... The more money that they can have, the more influence they can have, um, they think that they've arrived. But really, when they lay their head on the pillow at night, they're, uh, they're depressed. Uh, they're unhappy. And unhappiness is an epidemic in, in the United States. It's probably in the world if we took a, uh, took a poll. Um, so we're going to really look at these things because um, I think the more we, we dive into this, we're going to see that we're not to get or to look to the things, uh, you know, just in the everyday uh, way things go in the world to get our true happiness. But there's a joy. Actually, it says there's a river on the inside of us. Actually, he said, out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. And notice he didn't say dead, dead water or uh, stagnant water. Or, or anything like that. He's talking about living water, and it's supposed to come out of us uh, toward other people. Um, you know, fullness, really, and I had written this down a while ago, but fullness is, is a trademark, or it's a, a stamp on the believer. In other words, it, it's something that sets us apart from other people. Um, I can walk into a grocery store and when I walk in with a smile on my face, it's amazing what it does to people around me. Um, and that's not just coming from being a happy person because that's my personality. No, it's because the greater one, 
the, the, the greater one of all lives on the inside of me. And so I draw out of that place. I draw up from the inside, right? And I have, I draw it from that river or that well on the inside where the joy is. Well, you know, so many people might say, well, I absolutely do not have that. I don't even sense that. Um, well, good. I'm glad you asked because second Timothy, uh, one six, uh, if you want to turn there in your Bibles or if you're out and about and you can't, I'll read it to you. And second Timothy one six says this, he says, therefore I remind you, he's reminding us of something to stir up the gift of God, which is in you. So right here, he says, look, there's something on the inside of you. There's a gift on the inside of you, but, uh, I'm not going to stir it up for you. Your, your mama ain't going to stir it up for you. And, um, your, your best friend probably isn't going to stir it up for you. Um, he said, you stir it up, you stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and, and of love and of a sound mind. So he's reminding us that there's something on the inside of us. Of course, he's talking about the gift of God or uh, the things that God's put on the inside. But we can stir up joy on the inside. We can stir up fullness on the inside. Because so many of us, I mean, let's just take Christians right now, people that have, have been saved for a while. Uh, maybe you haven't, but, but if you have, you know, we sit in church or we listen to things, podcasts and teaching. There's so much available nowadays. It's staggering. I mean, these, we're living in some of the greatest times as far as um, teaching and, 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 and the, the things that are given out there. If we're, if we're listening to the right things, there's so much at our fingertips with our phones and we can stay full all the time if we'll just feed ourselves, if we'll just, you know, fill ourselves with those things. But he said, I remind you to stir up the gift on the inside. So let's give an example. You're in church on Sunday and we're, we're listening to the word, you know, of God. It's not just something that we do. We come in, plop down on the seat. We listen to it and say, man, I feel better because I went to church. No, we listen to the word that... God has given to our pastors, right? And we listen to that and we take it and we take notes and we go back and we listen to those things. Why? Because that's what we're going to draw from during the week. That's what we're going to feed ourselves on during the week. And then any other thing that we want as a supplement, right? We can, we can listen to those things and build ourselves up on the inside. So when we're going through a difficulty or a trial, we have something on the inside that is that's stabilizing. Um, and that's where we find a lot of people, they don't have that because they're not feeding themselves, they're not listening to anything. They're checking out um, on Sunday afternoon, after maybe after they've been to church, or you know, if you only go to church once, you know, once a month, you're sure not gonna be able to stand in difficult times. So that's why he's saying, look, stir yourselves up <clears throat> because there's, there's going to be a chance, and a big chance, right, that we're gonna run into trials and things are gonna come our way and we're not gonna be able to handle them without that stability on the inside or without drawing out of ourselves. Listen, um, 
we've gone through things. We've gone through times where, you know, you just, everything that's coming at you seems to be a negative report. Uh, it doesn't look like anything's moving or changing. Um, maybe you've been in that situation or you just keep getting bad news after bad news. If we don't practice ourselves in drawing up from the inside the joy that's on the inside of us or the, the peace that's on the inside of us or the word that's on the inside of us, we're not going to make it. We have to have that stabilizing force on the inside. Um, another great verse that I wanted to, to read to you, um, talking about, you know, living on this joy, this is a great verse. Ephesians 5.18, this is actually the New Living Translation. It says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Well, that's a great statement right there. We won't get into all that, but that right there, if most people would just uh, go, <laughs> take those words and just live by them, um, they'd, they'd, they'd be in a different place. He said, don't be drunk with wine because it'll ruin your life. Instead, he gives us an alter. He says, look, don't do this. You know, so many people say Christianity is a bunch of don'ts. I can't do anything. But he gives us something to fill the place of that, which is even better. He said, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father. Well, there's a lot of great things in this verse that we can glean from in order to live a happy life. I don't, I'm, I'm not happy because the economy's doing great, because it's not. I'm not happy because everything in my life is going, uh, you know, great and everything looks great. No, because it's challenging. All of us have challenges. I'm happy and I'm joyful because the greater one lives on the inside of me. And I'm so glad that when I asked him to come into my heart, he gave me all the things I needed to make it in this life. He's in me. And so when I have that revelation that God is in me, that I, can, I can't do life without him because he's on the inside of me, I get him involved in my everyday life. I stir myself, uh, myself up like in 2 Timothy and like it talked about. I stir myself up. So how do I do it? Well, right here in Ephesians 5.18, he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, how am I going to do that? Well, one of the ways of, of, you know, stirring ourselves up is to sing, to praise, right? Most people, if you did a poll in churches or just with the average Christian, and you did a poll and you said, you know, when do you sing or when do you, re, you know, rejoice or when do you get happy? They'd say, maybe on Sunday for the first 15 to 20 minutes of the, uh, of the music, you know, service part of that during church. They think that's, that's just a designated time to do that. Well, it's not. Um, it, we can do this on a regular basis. Uh, when I got born again, when I asked Jesus to come into my heart and to be the Lord of my life, I got rid of all the music that I used to listen to um, that drug me down, that caused me to have depressing thoughts. Actually, a lot of the music I used to listen to caused me to have suicidal thoughts because the music was so, uh, it's just so filled with death and all the, these different things that are out there because of the people who sing them. So I just decided to fill my life with 
you know, praise and worship music. And you say, well, that's boring. Well, um, you know what's not boring? is living a victorious life. Um, it's actually pretty great. And, um, and so when I, when I fill my life with this kind of music, you know, listening to uh, all sorts of, you know, anointed music that uh, is full of peace, uh, a lot of the praise music I listen to is full of joy. It gets me thinking about uh, Jesus and what he's done for me. It's full of uh, the word of God. Then my life is is a lot more easy to navigate because I'm keeping my eyes and my heart fixed on him during the day. So he said right here in Ephesians 5.18, he says, don't be drunk with wine. Listen, when I used to drink, when I used to get drunk all the time, and, and you, you guys, a lot of you know my background, I mean, man, that, that was interesting, right? Because I, w- I would wake up and I didn't know where I was or you know, you're hugging the toilet or whatever you're doing, you know, because you're trying to fill your life and, 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 uh, get rid of, uh, all of your inhibitions or all of, um, the things that you're thinking about. It, 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 uh, deadens your senses and it causes you to just be numb. And actually there's a lot of Christians who are numb out there. They've been hit in, in the side, in the back, in the head, uh, their feet knocked out from underneath them by all the cares and the trials of life. And so they've res- uh, resorted to drinking. Instead, he said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. How am I going to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm going to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I'm going to open up my mouth and I'm going to put the word of God in my mouth. I'm going to open up my mouth and I'm going to sing and I'm going to praise him in the midst of hard things. Um, you know, uh, we were talking about first, uh, second Timothy one, six, uh, the definition of to stir up is to rekindle the embers of, to fan the flame and keep it burning. Now, um, you know, I remember when my kids were smaller, um, we would, you know, do different things with them. And I remember, um, uh, and I put this, you know, it's in my book pursuit, but I remember at 4th of July, we would have, they would have, uh, sparklers and, you know, the kids, those were safe, right? You didn't want to give them all the heavy duty fireworks, but you give them a sparkler and we would light it with a lighter. And then that one sparkler would go over and, you know, maybe my daughter would, uh, touch the end of the other sparkler of my son's and it would light his. And then, you know, they would get together and all the, the kids would put theirs together and it would look like one giant sparkler. The more that, that they got around other people, the more light it was, the more bright it was, right? And it was, it was uh, fanning the flame. It was keeping it burning by going around and lighting somebody else's fire. Um, listen, we've got to stir ourselves up especially in the time we live in. If we don't, I don't know what will, uh, because it, it basically things are getting darker. But he said, even in the times when things are getting darker, he said, the light will be brighter. And that means us y'all. So we've, we've got to do these things. So we've got to stir ourselves up, rekindle the embers of, listen, if you, all you say is today, listen, I'm listening to this and it's the lowest my joy has ever been. It is the lowest that I've ever been. Just, it's okay. 
Just take heart because you can't get any lower than low, right? So we know that there's only one place to go from there, and that's up. And so today, just make a decision in your heart. Say, you know what? I'm going to do these things. I'm going to turn it, and I'm going to, I'm going to fan the flame because I know there's a spark on the inside of me somewhere. And I'm going to ask God to help me, and he's going to help me. And he's going to rekindle the flame on the inside of me. Listen, because I've said in my previous podcast, he needs all of us in these days ahead. He needs all of us on fire for him. He needs all of us doing our part. He doesn't need a bunch of depressed Christians who aren't doing anything. Uh, You know, he needs us on fire for him. And I I, I like this other verse. I'm going to read this one. Romans 14, 17. And I know a lot of you know this verse, but let's read it again. It says, uh, the, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and then he added joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. So right up there in Ephesians 5, we see, see that he said, don't be drunk with wine. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he told us how. Now in Romans 14, 17, he says, look, the kingdom of God, in other words, the way I do things, the way I do things is you're righteous, you know who you are in Christ, you know what I've done for you, you're full of peace in a world where everything is crazy and things are just falling apart, you're a peaceful person, and the last one, you have joy in the Holy Ghost. You stand apart because you have peace and joy in a time where most people, uh, they can't even get out of bed in the morning. This is what's going to set us apart in the days ahead. This is what is going to make us look so different from everybody else. They're going to stop us and say, why are you so happy? What, what is going on? I, you know, maybe even your closest friends might say, I know exactly what's going on. You told me what's going on with you. And you're not depressed. You're out of bed, up, out and doing things. And your answer is going to be, you know why? Because I have a stability on the inside. I'm drawing my joy out of the inside of me where he lives, right down in here. I'm opening my mouth every morning saying, you know, thank you, God. Thank you that you live on the inside of me. You acknowledge him. You start praising him. You put on some music that's worthy of, of, of him. You put on your favorite worship song. You put on your favorite praise song. And, it, uh, and, and you just, you know, you get going and, and putting on your makeup. You just start telling him how great he is, how good he is. And listen, then that joy starts stirring on the inside. You, you get a smile on your face. You're no longer down. And it just does something for you. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Because you see, we're, I, I like to look at it like this. We're containers of his power. We're, if I were to take a, a, a cup, you know, I like to drink coffee, and I really enjoy a good cup of coffee. Um, but if I filled up my coffee cup uh, with my coffee and got it all ready, that is a, and it filled it up to the top, that's a great that's a great morning for me. I, I enjoy that. But if I look at it like my coffee cup, if I'm, if I'm going to fill it up, I'm going to put the best in there, right? I'm going to brew the best coffee. I'm going to put the best ingredients in there. I like some, some almond milk, and I'm going to put my, my stuff in there and fix it just like I want it. Well, 
See, that's the way God views us. We're containers of his, of his power. We're containers of his glory and his presence and his anointing on the earth. And so we want to fix our cups, have them all ready by putting stuff in there, right? Putting his word in there by uh, putting praise on our lips, getting our, our containers all ready for the day so that when we go to work, when we go out during the day, we are full of him so that anything that comes out of us is good stuff. I mean, good stuff. People, you know, if somebody tells us a story about something that's going on in their life, we have the answer right there for them. We are able to help them in time of need. Listen, because things are coming up all the time. There's people around us that are in need. There's people that are uh, there. They might have lost a, a loved one or they're having family issues or uh, they're having issues with their kids. And they're very serious issues that are going on. And listen, God has a very serious answer for us. And you know what that answer is? It's joy. And you say, well, I just, I just can't do that. I just can't do that, Kendall, because, you know, this is, this is serious. Uh-huh. And I like what uh, Mark Hankin says. He says, joy is the serious business of heaven. He gave us joy to fill that, that, that hurt, hurting place on the inside. And we, we think in our natural minds and notice I said in our natural minds, we think logically that joy in a hard time is like a terrible thing to do. I wouldn't laugh at this situation. I wouldn't get happy at this situation. But God says, no, he wants us to stir up on the inside the joy or the fullness on the inside because that's our answer out of that hard, that hard thing in our life. That's the answer out of a, the trials of, of our faith. See, because we're all going to experience trials of our faith. Uh, let's, let's look over here. Um, was it James? Let's look over here at James. I'll have to look, turn in my Bible here for a second. So again, if you don't have your Bibles, if you're just listening to this in your car or whatever, that's okay. I'll read it to you. But James 1, and let's read it here in verse 2. It says, my brethren, count it all joy. There's our Bible verse. If you say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it's in the word. It is. He said, my brother, my brethren, that's us, women and men, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Well, let's just stop right there. Knowing that the testing of your faith or the, trial, the trials of your faith, the things that come and they try to shake what we know on the inside, they try to get the word and take it out of us and extract it out of us. He said, knowing that the testing of your faith, it produces something. It produces patience. It's, it, it produces something uh, way, way further than anything else we could do. It's going to produce patience. And then he said, but let patience have its perfect work that you might be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So many people, they don't want to go through hard times. They don't, they don't, they don't want to have any tests and trials. And, and when they do, they think that something's wrong with them or that God doesn't love them anymore or that God took his hand of, you know, off of them or something. No, listen, we, when we got born again, we're targets. We're targets of the enemy. He hates us. He doesn't want us to succeed in life. But we have to be tough. We have to be strong. 
And uh, we have to, you know, stir these things up in ourselves um, because nobody else is going to do it for us. I, I got up this morning and, you know, my husband wasn't like, you know, over there encouraging me and telling me everything's going to be okay. No, we love each other and we, we talk about the things of God and, and we talk about good things, but I'm going to be the one who's going to do that. I'm not looking for somebody else to get me to be happy. Happiness and joy are on the inside of me. I've got to learn to draw them out. The enemy is always going to come for your joy. He's always going to come for your shout. And he's always going to come for your faith because he wants to silence you. Listen, today, if you don't remember anything else from this, which I hope you do, don't let the enemy come in and silence you and get you to be quiet and steal your joy and your shout and your faith. Listen, it takes too much effort to, you know, get you know, get up and go to church and and to follow, you know, in in the things of God and when I mean work, it, it's it's a discipline that we we put in place in our lives. And so I'm not going to let the enemy just come in and do whatever he wants. I'm not going to let him close my mouth and silence me. I'm going to keep joy in my mouth. I'm going to keep praise in my mouth. And it's going to be the turning point in my life. Those trials, the trials of my faith, they're going to turn out for good when I don't lose my shout, when I don't lose my voice of praise, when I let the, the word of God work in me and I let that patience have its perfect work. He said that I might be perfect and complete, wanting nothing. Well, man, I, I got to unhook here today, but this was so good talking about, uh, you know, just having joy in our lives, staying full as a Christian in the days we're living in. I'll pick back up here next week until next week. Put these things in your mouth, put them to work in your life, share them with your families, share this link with somebody, and, uh, and we'll talk uh, to you next week. Uh, until then, remember to live in everyday revival.